Hello and welcome to the Uncensored Wellness Podcast with your host, Sophie Louise. I'm a sexual empowerment coach here to support you in the area of wellness that is too often left off the table, your sexuality. We'll explore how your sexuality is so intertwined with every aspect of your life and how you can bring in more pleasure on the daily. Now let's get into it. Oh, welcome back. It is 2022 and the Uncensored Wellness <laughs> Wellness Podcast is back in full force, bringing you all of the information that you have been desiring about your sexuality. Mm. I am so excited to be here with you. It has been such a beautiful holiday season for myself. I've just been really tapping into that rest and relaxation that is so important at this time of year and just been experiencing so much good food with so many good people, some great, incredible, beautiful places. And I would love to know how your holidays have been. My inbox is always open. You can flick me a message on Instagram at Uncensored Wellness, and that has an extra S at the end of wellness. Let me know if your holidays have been just as juicy as mine. Let me know what you've gotten up to. Let me know if it's been a bit challenging and sticky and things haven't quite gone as you wanted them to. Whatever it has been like for you, I would just love to connect, right? That is why I do this work. I love building these connections with you and having these conversations. I am always available for you. And just before we get into the super juicy topic that I have for today, I would also love to let you know that I have coaching spaces open if you would like to work with me this year. So I work with my clients either as one-off sessions, if you just have one thing that you would like to really focus on for one session, or I work in groups of six sessions, so over six weeks, and we can focus on body issue, uh, sorry, body image, uh, orgasms, arousal, libido, communication, boundary setting, anything that you feel like you want to tap into to just make 2022 super juicy, right? And I know that you have the capacity to do these things on your own, but I want to help you to fast track this transformation, right? Let's make it happen in super quick time, super speed, whatever you want to, whatever the word is, um, right? And I want to share my knowledge, my experiences, the practices that I use, that I have created, that I know are super, super valuable with you to help you to experience this growth at this super quick rate and with my support. The support is such a key, key part of it. And I want to be there for you. All that said, let's talk about sex toys. Oh my God, I am so excited. 
I adore my sex toy collection. I'm super proud of it. I think I got my first sex toy at about 14. Was this super cheap, pink, tacky looking thing. Um, <laughs> and my collection has just grown from there. And of course there are all sorts of different toys out there that you can experiment with. There are dildos made of ceramic or stone or wood or stainless steel. You can get cock rings and anal plugs and gags and whips and feathers and you know ah, oh, just so many different toys and they are coming out with new toys every single day as this industry innovates and creates new things that help people to tap into new and deeper extents of pleasure, which is just so amazing that there are all of these tools out there that can help us to tap into pleasure, to experience pleasure and to explore our sexuality. And so today I'm going to talk about a few key things. I'm going to talk about vibrators. I'm going to talk about the process of purchasing a sex toy. And I'm going to talk about using sex toys with a partner. Mm. So let's get into things. First up with vibrators, right? Because this is such a contentious topic. It's one that I've felt a lot of uncertainty about within myself because there are so many messages out there from people in the sexual wellness sphere, the sexual empowerment sphere, who will tell you that using a vibrator is bad for you, that you should not use vibrators, that you should get rid of the vibrators that you have, that you should be doing, you should be engaging with your pleasure in different ways. Mm. And so I'm going to share my opinion on that in a moment. But first, I want to go into just some of the benefits of vibrators, because they can be these, like many t toys, these incredible tools to explore and to play with and to use to feel new and different things. And so vibrators are really accessible toys to experience pleasure because you don't need to move, right? With a dildo, you need to be moving your hand or your arm or perhaps your whole body in order to be using that toy on yourself or another person. But a vibrator is doing the movement for you. So it is much more accessible for people with different forms of physical disabilities to still be able to experience pleasure. So that might look like there are certain vibrators that you can sit on. They're um, shaped like a seat or a saddle. Um, so sitting on a vibrator like that uh, or just using other vibrators, um, whether they're internal or external, anal, vaginal, whatever it is, to have this really accessible form of pleasure. And that is so important. Everybody deserves to be able to experience pleasure. In the same way, vibrators are great for people who have perhaps never orgasmed or can really struggle to reach the point of orgasm because a vibrator is this, um, this quite intense 
motion, this intense, it creates an intense sensation um, because of course, you know, a vibrator is doing things that the human body cannot. Uh, we are, you know, living within the bodies that we have. We have these natural physical constraints on what we are able to do. And a vibrator, when you combine a sex toy with technology, it has the ability to do things that the human body cannot do. Whether that's just the, the movement, the really quick and intense movement, the different types of vibrations. So you can have the low rumbly vibrations or those kind of higher, almost tickly vibrations. You can have it vibrating deep inside of your body, perhaps at a point inside of your vagina or your anus where fingers or a cock perhaps cannot reach. And therefore, because um, a vibrator has the capacity to do things that a body cannot, perhaps it is able to do the thing that your body has been missing out on that really helps it to take you to that point of orgasm. And perhaps it can also help you to squirt. If squirting is something that you haven't experienced, or again, you struggle to experience, vibrators can be great for that because they do these things that humans just naturally cannot do. We cannot move our fingers in the same way that a vibrator can move. So it can create different sensations, different intensities of sensation that can be really fun uh, and of course pleasurable to experience and explore. Uh, and vibrators can be great to use in tandem with penetration. So if perhaps you struggle to orgasm with when a partner is penetrating you, using a vibrator alongside that can just take that experience to another level and make penetration super enjoyable. And yet, with all of those benefits there, I'm sure there are more that I've missed, we are told so often not to use vibrators, that they're bad. And the reason that is most commonly cited as to why you shouldn't use a vibrator is that it reduces sensation. Now, I find this to be a really interesting claim to make. There are no studies that I'm aware of, at least, that have been done on this that would allow you to definitively say that a vibrator creates a long-term reduction in sensation. What it may do is create a short-term reduction in sensation. So perhaps you've used your vibrator for 15 minutes and when you turn your vibrator off, you notice that when you just touch your clitoris or whatever part of your body you were using the vibrator on, it seems to be less sensitive. And I have experienced that. It absolutely can happen that way. And in fact, that is not something that is unique to a vibrator. You can compare that with if you were to tap with two fingers on one point on, say, your arm, if you were to tap on this point of your arm for 10 minutes, you would notice the sensitivity on this part of your body would reduce over this 10 minute period. So it would become less sensitive. You would 
feel this tapping sensation less and less as this period of time goes on. However, when you then stop tapping on your arm, you would notice that over the next few minutes, it wouldn't take long, this sensation will gradually come back. So it's this really short-term reduction in sensation. It is very unlikely that you're going to get a long-term reduction in sensation. What can happen though is that your body, or sorry, your mind will forge these neural networks so your body will start to associate a vibrator with pleasure and perhaps with orgasm. And this is most likely to happen if you are using a vibrator every single time that you self-pleasure or every single time that you interact with your genitals. It creates this understanding or almost a, a habit where your body comes to understand that in order to reach orgasm, okay, I know that I can achieve orgasm using a vibrator, so that's what I'm going to rely on. I can't do it any other way. And perhaps over time, orgasm without a vibrator becomes uh, out of reach or harder to achieve. And that's where my opinion or my beliefs about vibrators come in. I don't think that you should stop using vibrators point blank. I still have a vibrator. I love my vibrator. I have a Lovence vibrator. That's L-O-V-E-N-S-E. It's an incredible brand. I have no affiliation with them, but they are just great. Um, but what I do think is that you should use your vibrator in moderation. And, you know, that's not a new, a new thing. We understand that most good things in life should be engaged with in moderation. Like chocolate or any type of junk food, you don't eat that every single day. It becomes unhealthy if you eat that food every single day. But if you eat it in moderation, as a treat, just a tiny bit of chocolate, you know, one, one or two pieces of chocolate a day, or you go to McDonald's once a fortnight, that is not unhealthy then because you're engaging with it in moderation. And it is the same with a vibrator. And when you do that, that stops these neural networks, this, this habit that tells you that orgasm requires a vibrator, it stops that understanding from forming, or if it's already formed, it changes that neural network. It changes the way that your body is able to access orgasm and access pleasure. Because your body learns that pleasure exists outside of that really specific uh, environment and that specific sort of um, recipe of things. So my advice, what I communicate to my clients, what I do within myself is not use your vibrator every single time that you are trying to engage with sexual pleasure. And so this might mean that you use your vibrator 
Maybe it's every second time that you self-pleasure. Maybe you use it once a fortnight. Maybe you just use it on special occasions. Whatever feels right to you where it's not habitual, where it, it doesn't happen that every time you want to self-pleasure, you reach for your vibrator without even thinking about it. And there are different ways that you can step outside of this habitual use. So it might be not using your vibrator every single time that you self-pleasure or have sex. And what it can also be is using your vibrator in different ways. How can you explore using your vibrator on more of your body? How would it feel to use your vibrator on your nipples and your breasts? How would it feel to use your vibrator on your labia, on your thighs, on your anus? What sensations can you create with your vibrator that you didn't even think were possible? How can you perhaps change the position of your own body? So rather than holding your vibrator to your body, can you hold, perhaps place your vibrator on your bed and hold your body on top of your vibrator? Can you choose to move your body on your vibrator rather than just being still and letting the vibrator be the only movement? How can you explore to step out of this routine that may have been created? How can you explore different ways of using your vibrator so that you can explore different types of pleasure and different depths of pleasure? Mm. And a way that you can actually really use these neural networks and this, this habit that might have formed where where vibrator equals orgasm, right? It's this little equation that's formed in your brain. How can you use that equation for your benefit? And this is something that can be really fun to play around with. And what that might look like is if you do find it challenging to access pleasure or orgasm during penetration, whether that is penetration from another person, from their cock, from their fingers, from a, a dildo or any other toy from your own fingers. If you are challenged to find pleasure from penetration, can you perhaps use your vibrator alongside penetration to add penetration into this equation, right? So it was previously just vibrator equals orgasm. And can you add it so that it's now vibrator plus penetration equals orgasm? So that you get to the point where you can take the vibrator out of the equation and you are able to just have penetration and orgasm or penetration and pleasure together. And that's really taking advantage in this kind of sneaky and fun way of this pattern that's happened in your body and that's something that I myself have done in the past to find new depths of pleasure from penetration and I can tell you from personal experience that that was really successful for me. So to conclude vibrators can be these incredible tools 
and really it's for you to decide of course as with everything right it's for you to decide how you want to engage with them but I do really invite you to just explore to play and perhaps to use your vibrator in moderation mm. now all sex toys most of the time need to be purchased and the purchasing of a sex toy it might be a vibrator a dildo whatever it is that can come with it might come with excitement it might come with some turn on it might come with some resistance and maybe some shame and some guilt and some stickiness right it can be um an experience that's different for everyone. And I wanna talk about how you can make the experience of purchasing a sex toy this really yummy and pleasurable and expansive one. Hmm. And so first I want to invite you, right? If you get to the place where you're thinking about purchasing maybe your first ever sex toy, or you're ready to add a new toy to your collection. I want to invite you to view this purchase, this addition to your sexuality as a way to show dedication to your pleasure. How can you make purchasing a sex toy a dedication to exploring and deepening your pleasure in a world where money is so valued you are making the choice to spend your money on your pleasure and that's incredible right not only are you spending your money but you're taking the time to go and look for a toy you're going to take the time to use this toy this whole thing is this process of dedication and commitment to your experience of pleasure and I really invite you to view it as that you could spend this money on a thousand different things but this is what you've chosen to spend it on hmm. and I think with that I I need to make a sort of disclaimer that you know sex toy purchases are so much fun and sex toys can be this beautiful way to explore more pleasure and engage with your pleasure, engage with your body, with your genitals. And sexual healing is not buying a sex toy. I think the first person I heard talk about this was Bonnie Bliss, and she sort of coined the term uh, vaginal consumerism. Right, where we believe that by spending money on objects, on things like sex toys, that we are, we are healing ourselves. We are, you know, by buying that sex toy, we are going to have the most incredible orgasm and have a ama an amazing relationship with our partner and we're gonna squirt, and we're never gonna feel shame about our sexuality ever again because we've bought this toy, or we have this collection of 20 dildos in our drawer. And it does not work like that. Spending money, yes, can be this beautiful way to dedicate yourself to pleasure, 
And if you want to experience deep and profound sexual uh, empowerment, it takes more than buying a sex toy. It requires putting in the time to process the sexual shame that you feel, to collaborate with a therapist or a coach to move through the guilt that you feel about feeling pleasure, to move through any sexual trauma that you're holding in your body, to learn how to communicate with a partner and listen to your body. All of these things that just the simple purchase of a toy cannot do. So I don't want you to mistake buying a toy as this thing that is going to completely transform your sex life. It can be a step in the right direction. It can be a piece of that puzzle, but it is not necessarily the whole thing. It's about coming at this holistically and perhaps educating yourself through podcasts like this one and, and the other incredible podcasts about sexuality and, and sexual education that are out there. It's about having conversations with friends about sexuality to help reduce that shame. It's about working with sex coaches and therapists to really work through those shadows around your sexuality and the trauma that you may have um, experienced around your sexuality. So it's just, it's more holistic than going onto a sex toy website and clicking buy now. But as I said, it can still be this really fun, exciting, delicious piece of the journey. And so if you're feeling ready to purchase a sex toy, if you're intrigued about purchasing a sex toy, or, or perhaps if you have purchased sex toys in the past, but you want to do it in a more conscious way, then here are some tips, right? The first of which is to really think about the materials that your sex toys are made from. So... As I said, there are thousands of sex toys out there in the world, and unfortunately, some of them are not good for your body. So it's about doing some research to find out what materials are good and what materials are not good for you. And I'm not going to do an in-depth run through of all of this information. So I really recommend that you do your own research, but in general, what you want to avoid are toxic materials. So there are certain types of plastics and rubber that are not good for your body. And also to avoid porous materials. So that is materials that have these tiny little holes in them that are often not visible to the naked eye, but they are places in the toy that are really hard to clean and therefore can harbor bacteria that can create all sorts of problems for your body. So that's what you want to avoid, porous and toxic materials. Some good materials um, that you can buy include silicon, glass, metal, 
and ceramic. Those are four materials that toys can be made out of that are going to be good for you. And it's then about finding out what your body likes the most. What feels the best for you? So in terms of materials, I know people who look at glass and metal and ceramic toys and for them, those toys are too solid and they don't have any give to them and that doesn't feel good in everybody's body. They might like something that is a bit softer and more gentle and perhaps feels more lifelike. So it's about trying out different materials and seeing what works for you. And it might not be quite as definitive as I love this one and I hate this one. It might be on some days my body wants to use this one and on some days I want to try this. So there's different materials that you can try and of course there are a whole range of different shapes and sizes that you can try out. So you might like to try different widths of toy. You can get really thin ones or some really hefty toys. You can try different lengths of toy. So perhaps a toy that will stimulate your G-spot or will even stimulate your cervix in a way that perhaps feels good for you. Perhaps that doesn't feel good for you. Trying out different things. You can try out toys that look more lifelike or perhaps you want a toy that looks nothing like a cock. Perhaps that's something that you really don't want and that, you know, that is out there. Something that I also want to go into in terms of materials are crystal toys. And this is this huge market that exists. Uh, I don't know how much money it's worth, but it would be worth a lot of money. And I see it all the time, this discussion about, they often call them crystal wands or crystal dildos, crystal toys, whatever it is. And a lot of people love crystal toys. They love using them. And I will be the first to admit that they look absolutely stunning. Yes. And it is not my preferred um, toy to use, right? For me, it's partly about the industry behind crystals. So the crystal industry is one that uh, is quite unregulated. So the vast majority of the time, the people who are mining these crystals are receiving an incredibly low amount of money for the work that they're doing. And it's also very dangerous work. So there are a lot of deaths in the crystal industry. It is also an industry that is very environmentally unsustainable. The other part of it is that one of the uh, reasons why people reach for crystal toys is they're told that this, you know, to go for a crystal with certain qualities. So there's this understanding that crystals um, will help you to perhaps achieve certain things. So for example, if you were to use a rose quartz dildo, rose quartz is said to uh, enhance love. So to enhance the love that you have for yourself, if it was in a sex toy, perhaps the love that you have for your pussy or for your sexuality or for your pleasure. 
And to me, this is actually pretty disempowering. I don't, I'm not convinced by this need to reach outside of yourself to find love, right? Why do we need this crystal, this object to bring love into our bodies when we have the capacity to feel this deep, deep love ourselves? You don't need to get that from a toy. You can get that from within yourself. So, I mean, that's just my take on crystal toys. Maybe you use them, maybe you love them, maybe you're still really intrigued by them. All of that is completely fine and great. Um, but yeah, I just want to encourage you to, to locate that power within yourself. To locate that ability to create these qualities within yourself. You don't need to rely on something external. What is also great to think about when you're buying sex toys is where you're buying them from, right? As with all of the things that we buy, um, can you buy them from a local store? Can you buy them from somewhere that's sustainable? Can you buy from a, um, a store that is owned by a female or owned by a person of color, owned by someone who's non-binary or polyamorous or a sex worker? Can you give your money to the right companies? So it's about, you know, doing some research, looking up local sex toy stores. If you're based in New Zealand, I love the store Clean Satisfaction Ceramics. They make beautiful ceramic dildos and butt plugs. There are a couple of great stores in Australia. There is the Bedside Collection and Pleasure Treasures. Those two stores are both owned by two incredible sex coaches. And of course, there are toy, um, stores that will fit all different budgets. Um, there are a lot of really expensive toys out there. But you can find some cheap toys that are still made of good quality materials if you do your research. The other thing that can really make the process of buying a sex toy super fun and exciting and conscious, right? Conscious is setting an intention when you purchase this toy. So... You've, you've brought this toy home or it's been delivered on your doorstep and you open this packaging and I really invite you to consider why, what do you want from this toy? What intention do you have for this toy? What are you hoping that it might um, enable you to, to tap into or to dive deeper into? So, for example, you might purchase a new dildo and you might set the intention that this dildo symbolizes your love for your body exactly as it is right now. So it, it communicates when you use it, you really tap into this love for how your body looks for the sensations that your body provides or doesn't provide, for the orgasms that you do or don't have. That's one example. 
You might set the intention for your dildo to honor all of the pleasure that you experience, your whole spectrum of pleasure, whether that is the tiny, almost indistinguishable, subtle moments of pleasure, as well as those big, explosive moments of pleasure that just stretch on and on. Really, you know, for each toy, perhaps setting a different intention, letting it embody something different and reminding yourself of what this intention is each time that you use this toy. And I mean, really, you don't need a toy for this. You know, you can just write this in a journal. Maybe, you know, yeah, your intention is to honor the sensations that your body provides to you, including any numbness that might be in your body. And so you don't need a toy for that, but it can be really beautiful to just have that toy as this physical symbol of this goal that you have, of this way that you want to interact with your sexuality and with your pleasure and with your genitals. Mm. Okay, and so finally, let's talk about using sex toys with a partner. Because toys are not just for solo sex. Often, you know, that's maybe the most common way that we see or hear about toys being used. But it's so fun to bring toys into partnered sex. Now, the number one point that I want to make on this topic is to bring this up ahead of time. You don't just, you know, get into bed with someone for the first time and then open your bag and there are 20 different dildos and gags and whips in there that you just grab out and start using. No. As with every part of sexuality and relationships, communication and consent are so key. So before things start getting hot and heavy, before you take things into the bedroom, ask your partner whether they would be interested in using some toys together. And, you know, there's a variety of different ways that you can go about this. So saying perhaps to your partner, you know, I love the sex that we have together. You bring me so much pleasure and I would really love to try out bringing a vibrator into our sex together. What do you think about that? And so there's a couple of key things in that. One is, you know, it's asking. It's not just saying I would like to do this. It's adding on to the end. Are you comfortable with that? How do you feel about that? Your partner has choice and agency in this and they need to feel like they have that and you know for some people there can be some insecurity that comes up around bringing toys into partnered sex some people can feel like 
if you want to bring a toy into the equation, then they haven't done their job right in providing you pleasure. You don't, you know, if you want a toy, then obviously you don't enjoy the sex that you're having. And so it's about communicating that that is not the case, that you really love the sensations that your partner creates in your body. And wouldn't it be fun if we could try this together? And it's not just about um, enhancing your sensation or having toys used on you. Can you make this a sort of collaborative and fun experience where you're both exploring having toys used on you? If it's a vibrator, you know, um, perhaps you're a, a heterosexual couple with a male and a female um, we know, right, that a vibrator could be used on a pussy, a clitoris, uh, an anus. Can you perhaps, or would you like to try using a vibrator on a partner's cock, on their balls, on their perineum? Maybe your partner would love using a vibrator just as much as you. It's a whole beautiful process of exploration with communication, you know, at the start, during and at the end. And so, you know, communicating as you go about whether you're enjoying it, whether you want uh, a bit more speed or pressure or intensity or, or less of those things, or you want it to be used on a different part of your body or a different part of your genitals communicating the whole time to make it really collaborative, to make it an experience that actually strengthens your bond with this other person or other people. It's not just a, a one-sided thing. Can you let go of these habits and expectations that you have and just come into this with the intention to explore and to play together. And a way that you can do that is by buying sex toys together. Whether you are looking online or going into a store together, really bringing that collaboration into that initial stage as you purchase the toy or, or multiple toys. Talking about things that you want to try. Perhaps you want to create a list of different toys that you want to try, different things that you want to explore, different kinks that you want to, um, yeah, learn more about. And making that process of buying the toys together a really fun and exciting and playful one. And let me tell you, that can be such a fun foreplay experience. It can build up so much anticipation because you're talking in a way that we often don't about, you know, what you really want to do when you get into bed together. Rather than just letting it happen once you get into the bedroom, you're speaking in advance about, actually, yeah, I would love to explore some anal play. We could try buying this beginner's set of butt plugs um, because I don't want to go, I don't want to jump right in the deep end. I want to take things really slow. And, you know, let's buy lots of lube to go along with that. And, and all of that kind of thing, you're really going in depth about, about what you want to try. And of course, you can try things and not like them. 
There is no pressure there. You don't need to buy a toy and use it for the rest of your life. You can buy a toy and decide, actually, that's not for me. And that is a-okay. Mm. But it's all about letting sex toys be this fun, expansive experience, whether that is with a partner, whether that's with a group of people, whether that's by yourself. How can you incorporate sex toys into your sexuality in a way that feels really good in your body, feels comfortable within your body, and also allows you to try new things? And, you know, perhaps I should have said this sooner, but of course there is no pressure to use sex toys. Maybe you've listened to this whole podcast and you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? I don't want to try any of that. That is not up my alley. Like, you know, body parts are all I need. That is so great as well. And I think it's really great to just take on the information so that you can make that choice. So that you can take a second to think about it and then decide, no, that's not for me. It is going to be a unique journey for each and every individual. And, you know, I'm really excited for people to go on that journey in a really thoughtful and embodied way, constantly checking in with themselves about, does this feel right? Am I really enjoying this? So if you have more questions, always feel free to get in touch. I would love to hear about, you know, if you've listened to this and you've gone and you've bought a new toy and you're super excited, like send me a photo of the toy. I would love to see. I always could do with more inspiration of different toys to buy. So yeah, let me know anything that's come up for you while listening to this and I can't wait to talk again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Wellness Podcast. I'm so honored to have you here as a listener and I'm celebrating your dedication to reclaiming your right to pleasure through engaging with this work. I would really appreciate you leaving this podcast a review and sharing your favorite episode with those in your life who you think would benefit from this. If you want to learn more, you can find me through my website, www.uncensoredwellness.com or through Instagram at uncensoredwellness with an extra S at the end. Feel free to reach out through either of these platforms and let me know your thoughts on this episode and whether you want me to cover any specific topics in the future. I can't wait to see you next time. Have a beautiful day.